Okay, okay, okay. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Culture Class Podcast. Welcome, classmates. And anytime I say classmates, you kind of know what's about to happen. It's like <laughs> it means we have Tonga somewhere. Because I, I rarely use that, only like during Tonga's episode. Really? But yeah, barely. Why? Um, I, I don't mean, know. it's called Contra Class. Of course, the people are classmates. Like, why, why are we even debating this? Yeah, I mean, that's, I know that's how we originally intended it, but maybe I'm too rigid. You know, my stuff, <laughs> when we used to record together, I used or to be maybe a good flexible balance of, the word. Say what? Oh, maybe you're not rigid, but you're more uh, flexible, like you change. Adaptable is what I'm looking for. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. You, you tell me, but uh, how are you doing? How's uh, the DMV? How's the East Coast today? The East, I'm in New Jersey. I I came down to visit a friend for the weekend. Um, and it's hot because like I feel like this is one of the hotter summers we've had. I've just been burning up like all month long. So it's super hot here. Um, but it's good. Life is good, you know, we're taking it one day at a time, doing our life things. Global warming must be real, right? With the with the heat, the summer, and everything. Yeah, yeah, man, it's crazy. And we had a stretch where, like, for a week, it would rain at some point during the day, like torrential, storming rain for about an hour, two hours, and then the sun would come right back out, like nothing happened. <laughs> so, like nothing happened. Well, I guess yeah. it, be- it beats the humidity in DC in the summer, right? It's also human. We are, yes, we're experiencing all things. Oh, the same thing? Oh, man, that sucks. Oh, well. Oh, well. So, yeah, you think, have you ever considered, because from what I understand, you've always lived on the East Coast, right, since you moved to the U.S. Like, have you ever considered moving down south or moving somewhere else or not really? I feel like when I was younger, it was a thing that I considered more so than now that I'm older and married and have, like, when you're young and you have nobody else quote unquote to consider you can have right. these big massive dreams of like i wanted to move to california at some point i thought i was going to be like the la babe you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um, and it just never materialized and then i got married and then i started thinking about it like practically like why do i have to move what can i not do where i am that i would have to move for and then it didn't make the more i thought about it the less it made sense so I was just like, I like where I live, so I just gave you. You know what? That's funny because I've also I assume when you say move to California is just because of the creative ecosystem with move, mm-hmm. movies and music and things yeah, like that. I was that. gonna be in television. I mean, you know the story. I was gonna be in television. I was going right. to. Why are you yeah. saying what? Why are you using past tests? How old are you? Like you still have your whole life ahead of you. What are you talking about? I mean, I do, but I mean, okay. So the last what two years, I did a big pivot, as you know. Um, mm-hmm. And like I'm in IT now and it's fun because I get to work from home and I get a a little bit of like flexibility, a little bit of flexibility within reason Mm -hmm. um, with my job. And so I'm able to do like creative things on my own at my own pace, which is a lot slower than I thought it was going to be, which is why I sort of use past tense. But it doesn't mean that I don't still aspire to do those things. Why is it slower? Is it because you're doing everything by yourself? do you think you need to join like you know you have some of these groups uh like artists and production teams and whatnot and you know just slack or whatsapp messages you guys just push each other 
type thing. Yeah, I was I was a part of something similar um, a couple of years ago. This is actually way before way before I got married, actually. And I don't know that it's that. I don't know that it's that I don't have access to these people or groups. I think it's more just like priorities and life. Like certain things start to start to take precedent over certain things. Mm. Um, and it's not to say that I'm like giving up, which is why I do it still. It's just maybe not at the pace that I would like, but like they're just life just sort of, you know, adulting and hashtag adulting. Right. And you have to sort of recalibrate and think, okay, what is the thing that I need to do now? Right. right. So that I can be comfortable, so that I can be happy, so that I can like, you know, live a good life. And then you just never lose sight of the dream, which is what I'm doing. So I still do singing on the side. I still do like I do, I mean, I don't know if you people follow me on Instagram, but like I do mm-hmm. little covers and things here and there. Um, but like I still talk to, you know producers and try to stay in the know of what's going on so that like when I am ready to pop back on the scene it'll be a thing um as a matter of fact just to like talk to still doing these things I'm trying to put together a show in September um, like a backyard session like a backyard live session there we go so I mean just so that I can sort of keep the performance juices flowing and just not like you know disappear into oblivion but yeah it's just it's life and you have to sort of be comfortable and be okay no i totally understand you know sometimes life comes at you and you have to do what you have to do um it's also important to also like just carve out if it's two three hours a week carve out something to to just keep going you know just uh because i know sometimes the dream the thing about dreams right is that it keeps poking at you every night it's like who you're telling (laughs) <laughs> it's like oh, you're I not doing this thing yeah. um, luckily right we live in a world where you know it's so democratized now like you know you never know right um we have you know ebony k williams all these people where they had a full career and during the middle of their life that's when they started popping and because they built some type of expertise as a lawyer or whatever you know they start popping on the creative you know side much later I've been thinking about that a lot lately, about the idea that some people pop when they're young, much younger, and some people pop later on in life. And when I was younger, okay, let me contextualize. I'm in my 30s, okay, for people who don't know. You are. I know. I'm old. I'm an old person, but it's okay. No, that's not what I mean. But like when I was like in my 20s, especially early 20s, mid 20s, I used to think like the te- the typical millennial mentality, quote unquote, is that like you want things and you want them now. So I thought like one day I would be singing on YouTube and like someone would discover me the way they did Justin Bieber and my life would change kind of thing. So that's how I thought. It never happened, obviously, because it's a one in a one, 10,000 chance. But the older I've gotten, I started to shift the way that I think about getting discovered or like popping, right? As we put it earlier, I may be one of those like late bloomer type people, but I now I'm thinking that's not a healthy thought to be going down. Like that's not a healthy path because what that does consciously or subconsciously is it sort of 
makes you complacent or at least me complacent and like, oh, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. At right. the pace I'm doing it. And then I'll just magically blow or pop when I'm like 47. But then the reason why people pop at 47 is not because they were just sitting down doing nothing all of their 30s. Like they were actively doing things that lead them up to that popping moment. Exactly. Yeah. And so you can't just like the same way, like people who get discovered and become famous overnight, just mm-hmm. to just do one song and they found him. He was doing covers on YouTube. And then yeah. that one song just happened to go viral. You cannot remove the work from the equation. There's no scenario in which, except that you're like a unicorn, scenario in which you just like exist and then one day you're popping. No. Exactly. Work. That that work has to be there. And you also have to think of it like sometimes the universe is trying to make sure you're ready for what that comes with, right? Because whenever when that happens, it's a lot of pressure. Like if you're not fully mature, exactly. secure, have your business right, all that stuff. Like some a lot of people turn to drugs and you know, we see what happened with all these stars, right? And and there's something I am even like starting to learn. I'm also like, I was also, I want to just get this done, 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 done. But some things just need like a breathing process, right? Something yeah. just need time, right? Like even with me just starting that, I, I also thought about moving to California, but on the entrepreneurship side, I was like, man, mm-hmm. I need to be closer to what's going on in the startup ecosystem in san francisco oh, wouldn't that be new york oh okay so yeah that's true san francisco. Yeah, like san francisco silicon valley I, I need to be close to all that stuff and you know i know i have friends out there so i'm like okay maybe i'll go to oakland li- later in the year spend a week mm-hmm. you know find yeah, time okay. to go there one one two weeks like kind of like baby steps mm-hmm. but what i've learned as well is that hey sometimes some people just need time to breathe right like if if it, if it happens too fast i think there's even a I forget what the Bible verse is, but something I've known for like 20 years. And it's, it's this thing about little by little, like when when God created the world, um, he didn't make it fully formed because he wanted man to incrementally over centuries to also like build railroads and build tracks and build buildings. And little by little. Like if he created it fully formed, like we'll have no purpose, we'll have nothing to do. Yeah, we made little by little over purpose. centuries. Oh, yeah, over, and that's why people, when people say, "Oh man, technology is so advanced, that can we discover anything?" We are still gonna go to Mars, right? We are still gonna no. do all those things. You're absolutely right. The way that the world is was created, it was created for man to be a part of that. We are created in the image of God, and for mm-hmm. that image to be complete, we are part of that image. And so what we do here when we're, you know, on this earth and the time that we have is add to that image. And that's what our purposes are. That's why if you're doing anything that is adverse to the thing that keeps you up at night, which it can be a whole other subject, but for some people is very obvious. And for other people, they're like wandering for a majority of their life, but we can talk about that in a different time. But either way, like if you're not working you shouldn't be working against the current, you know, with your purpose. You should be sort of, it would help you to um, to work with the current to, to that your purpose is, is fulfilling you in your heart of hearts. And I know that that sounds like a very privileged thing to say because there are people who don't have the luxury to find passion. It's a luxury. And sometimes we take that for granted. The fact that I have the option to be like, 
yeah, I can think about it later, you know, because I have this other avenue. Some people, you know, on the on the flip side of that, some people, they don't have the option or the luxury to do anything other than their passion. And then there are right. some people who are like, I wish I could just drop everything and go paint. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, we're both from Africa, right? Like we definitely know that, you know, we have some type of privilege just even doing what we're doing. Uh, but just to put this on wax, right? So we can always come back and refer to this, right? Um, For the people listening, like what it. it is, what is it you want to do? Um, what do you want your life to look like? What is that dream of yours that you want to put on record that you want to achieve? Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, this is this one is, is, is sort of like, I don't know that it's fully formed yet. I know that it's, it kind of feels like a kaleidoscope right now of multiple things all within the same um, area. Um, but there's a little bit of music in there. There's a lot of television in there. There's a lot and of- what does that mean? A little bit of music. Do you want to release albums? Do you want to tour? Do you want to have yeah. your own show? Okay. So I wrote down, I wrote down a thing in my journal like a week or two ago. And I was like, I've been so good at dreaming the big dream, I haven't learned how to fill in the details. You know how the Bible says, write the vision, make it plain. So who sees it may run to it. Mm-hmm. I realized, like, I know that it. when I say a little bit of music, it sounds so real to me, you know, but nobody else understands what that means, which is why you just asked me the question. So I was, I took the time and I said, okay, what does a little bit of music mean? I had to ask myself a couple of questions. I don't want to be a pop star. I think their lives mm-hmm. are hard. I think their lives. I think their lives are vigorous. I think that. So you don't want to be internationally lo- known like Michael Jackson across the world and have people camping, paparazzi camping outside your building. Okay. No, I don't. So what type of artist do you want to be? Then you want to be I Sia, be like has a, a mask. No, not okay. like, you know Sia. I want to be like an underground artist who people. Mm. You need to be cool. Okay, I shouldn't say that because that sounds very like dismissive. It's like underground scene type of music. I want to do live shows that are interactive. Mm. If so far was a person, you know, so far sounds. Or so far sounds, no. So it's a music show. You know, Tiny Desk Concert. I know Tiny. Mm-hmm. If Tiny Desk Concert was a person, it'll be me. Mm. Like, For the love of the art, not commercial. Yes, I don't want, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like John Bellion kind of. Exactly. I love John Bellion, by the way. He is fantastic. Like his songs. Oh, I forgot the lyrics now. Oh, I have so many favorites, but I love him. Um, but that kind of so I like I want to be able to disappear and like I want to go to I want to have and this sounds like a very like I was talking to my husband a few weeks ago. Um, and I said to him, I said sometimes I imagine myself as this like very successful person. And so I assume in my current state, the problems that successful people would have or people who have attained a certain level of um, visibility would have. And I haven't even inched, you know, through maybe like phase one of the journey. So like, I can't be assuming that I'm already there and, and thinking that the problems that I will have when I get there are here now. And I realize that what I'm saying is like, it feels a little bit like, oh, I, I've already arrived and like, I want to craft my perfect, like, you, you know, but at the same time, I feel like if I don't, if I don't like envision it the way 
that I think it should work, it's not going to be a thing ever. Like it's not going to materialize. So I have to think like I'm there so that I can prepare for being there kind of thing. That's the right way. It is. I used to think I wanted to be a pop star. And when the more, the older I got, I was like, why am I so resistant to like really just making music and doing it? Like I have a friend, polar opposite of me. Y'all go check her out. Her name is Naya. Um, She's a singer, African pop singer. Um, She, on the other hand, she wants, I would assume, at least looking at her from the outside, she wants the light. Like she wants to, she wants to be in the big show. She wants to perform music. Like that's what she wants to do. On the other side of me, I'm like, um, I just need like 30 people, a live band, somebody to record it, put it on YouTube. If it goes viral, fine. But, you know, if you don't know, you don't know. If you know, right. what's up kind of thing. That's how I envision. So there's that. That's the music piece. And then those of you who know me, if any of you know me outside of you, know, know Sal, I'm big on like people and stories and like real people and the reason why people connect for whatever reason so like I envision um some sort of talk show daytime talk show or which is funny because like I don't want to be known on the music side as an artist but I want to be on daytime like I want to be Oprah on TV Mm. which is kind of contradictory but I feel like television and interviewing people I feel more comfortable with the attention in that way than having you know this other I don't know how to explain it but it just is what it is but I have a little bit in there I do write and I don't know that I'm like passionate enough about writing to include that but I feel like just by virtue of me doing these other creative things I will end up writing something Mm -hmm. so there's that um I do poetry which kind of falls in the writing category notice there's a theme of like communications people connection that kind of creativity yeah yeah that's where my my vision is. At some days, I think that I want to be a content creator, but then I think about it and I was like, no, I like my moments lived like in the moment, you know, because mm. I forget to record things. <laughs> Sometimes I'll start a vlog and then like the mo- the main part of the event, I'll forget to record it. So I, mm. I'm just sort of in the process of weeding out, which is why I was saying it's not fully formed yet, but there are pieces of it that are starting to like become very crystal, um, yeah. which is explained so this is this is the beauty of kind of like vocalizing it because i'm noticing particular themes around everything you're saying like with poetry Mm -hmm. particularly not everyone like wants to be a poet like it's typically like people who are who really value um are in touch with like their emotions to a certain extent and value communicating that emotion and you just saying the love for the art versus commercialization whether that's with the music side of things and even with the tv side of things i know you want to be oprah but i'm guessing you want to be that big so you can connect with real people and make real change yes. Yes. so i'm noticing like cutting across you just want to create impact with art whether that's with your yes. music however with your that poetry which you're you know and it's it's very doable in today's world you know they, they say be um be stubborn with your dreams but be flexible mm-hmm. with your strategy right so your overall <laughs> dream stays the same that I have struggled with is the flexibility with the strategy because I started a YouTube channel and okay. when I started, you remember talk with the kanji when I started it I was doing exactly what I wanted to do I was walking up to people and I was asking them questions I hadn't fully learned how to ask the questions to get the most punching responses and now I've seen a couple of different like out, um, platforms pop up that are doing exactly the same thing that I started doing in 2015. 
And I mm-hmm. ask myself a question, like if I had stuck with it, right, what would have happened? But that's besides the point. What I've noticed is I start in one form and then I don't know, like a year in or two years in or two months in, whatever the time duration is, you start thinking like, okay, is this something that you want to keep doing in this form or with this strategy or mm-hmm. it's maybe podcasting different? a better approach and then you try that and then you're like well is podcasting really it or is it really youtube like vlogging then you try that and you're like okay well is it really that or do you just want to write and then you try that so that's what i've struggled with is the strategy part the core is the same it has always been this since i was like 17 no but but that's what strategy is strategy is you know pivoting is trying something getting feedback changing trying something, getting feedback, change it, change. So it doesn't mean you should stick, be stubborn with your overall vision, but be flexible with your strategy because that can be fluid. That can change form, right? And the fact that you're doing all these things and maybe doing some things for a few months and changing, it means you're learning. Those experiences aren't wasted, right? Like I never knew, like when I started my company, like things that I've been doing for like 10 years, like, you know, I, I was part of some club, uh, where I was managing like teenage writers back in like 2000 and mm-hmm. whatever, eight or something. And, you know, learn how to, to, to manage people to produce, you know, results. Part of my first business when I did this is, okay, you learn how to sell there. Part of this other thing, you learn how to write there. And then when I worked in corporate, learn how to write emails when I worked in the back. So all those things came together. All those little things I felt like, oh, you're That's just true. whatever they'll come together that when eventually your stuff comes and people just like, wow, how do you know how to do all these things? You don't know that like you've had experience like you touching base. Even in the gutter. I that. think you're right. I think you're absolutely right in that. Yes, that is what strategy means. It's like pivoting. I don't know. I may be being a bit too self-critical in this conversation, but mm-hmm. I think part of what I'm missing, which is why I feel it, like it's more flailing than learning is there's not a lot of intentional retrospection that goes into the changes. It's more like, here's the criteria. Right? You get bored or you get tired. or Not yeah. tired. You don't get right. the feedback that you think you're going to get. Mm. And then you don't do the work. I should, should say I. I don't do the work to investigate because I'm like the creative, emotional thinker. I need like someone who does analyses. I don't do well with analytics. I I just it's not my strong suit. And, and that's where people you you know you know you know the the magic you have Tongwa, and yeah. and this is something I noticed right like when I was younger. I used to. I could get through with a lot of brute force, right? And mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is, yeah, I want to make this happen. I'm gonna, you know, stay up three nights in a row, not sleep push people, make it work. If I'm working in a team, you know, I just constantly bombard people. Why hasn't this done? Why isn't this? We need to do this. And, you know, my military background and all that. And that worked in my early 20s, mid-20s, maybe even maybe up to even my 30s. But now I'm in my mid-30s and leading a team, when I first led a team where everyone was married and had kids and whatnot, me as a single person, man, I had to learn. I'm still learning to adjust and how to use more influence over force, mm-hmm. right? Because I've never really been 
someone that, yeah, I can be funny and comedic or what I haven't been all the way personable and been in touch with my emotions where I let people like me enough to do things for me without them knowing that you're doing things yeah. for me. My thing has always been effectiveness, whatever, whatever. But yeah. you can't live like like that. Like you have to work in a team and you can't do it alone, right? You have to work in a team. Like some people are so, they've mastered that thing so much that people are going to be with them, even if they don't get paid, even if they don't, whatever, you're going to be with them and I work by them, I work beside them. You, on the other hand, that I've known you for what, five years mm-hmm. or something That's like crazy. you have that personable people think and when I was younger I used to think that oh that shit doesn't matter I'm just gonna kill him with brute force but as I get older like that stuff you think is not like a thing that is your strength like you might not be all the way structured but being personable means that you can find someone who can be on your team who is structured who can like help help you where you're deficient in that in that stage so that's that's, yeah going back if I could do it all over again I'd rather be uh, I don't know if the whole military thing messed me up, but I don't know. No, I wouldn't say that. I think that we have the strengths we have for re- for like to to facilitate the purpose that we are called to do. I feel mm. like the why I have I'm a people person is because I'm supposed to be a people person in order for the dream and the purpose that I've explained with the music and the TV interview. Like people don't open up to people that they don't feel comfortable with. Facts. People don't open up to people that they don't like. If you're not giving somebody the, you know, the vibes, uh, lack of a better word, right? They won't tell you their story because they don't know you from, Facts. you know, brick wall. So why would they be sharing? But I had, I have to be like that. But I think to you, exactly to your point, on my side of the fence, that's what I struggle with the most. It's like I have, I can get the people to listen to me, to share with me. But how do I get them invested in my dream without feeling like it's a selfish agenda? You know, because because mm. I'm so people oriented, I'm like, I don't want this person taking their time and their mm. resources and their energy to put it in me when I could just try to figure it out on my own without mm. bringing people along. But I'm starting to learn the older I get that like, maybe the part of my puzzle that doesn't fit is somebody else's purpose. So if you bring someone else that's more analytical, that's what they want to do with their life. They want to review things and like tell you where things are little shifting. And then you get to be a part of their purpose journey as much as they're yours. I'm learning how to do those things. But right now, that's what is is missing in my side is like, I don't know how to do all these things. And I feel like I need to do it all by myself. And and, and you know the mistake people make? People think that, in life, life is not, you're not going to have a ship at the port completely built and you sail out. Life is, you're going to jump into the, jump into the river, start swimming in the, you know, swim out into the ocean. And then you build a a cano while swimming. Mm -hmm. And then you start using the cano and you build a little bigger boat while swimming, you build, and then you build a ship. So everything's not going to be kind of like fully formed um you're gonna uh, those people you need to meet understand that you, more than we do yeah those people you need to meet you're not gonna meet them before you start your journey you're gonna meet them during your I journey yeah. so your responsibility is to start that journey alone and thank god like we live in a in a 
day and age where it's easy to be visible, right? So with your personal branding, just having a page and someone going to your page and just say, okay, she, she, I can tell that, oh, she likes singing just by virtue of a page. And you tend to attract people. So people just DM people you and say, oh, good job. And from there, good job. And from there, oh, do you want to, oh, you know, I'm a producer. Oh, you are actually looking for a producer. And that's, that's how you just tend to. I'm talking you know. to a, a uh, harpist now. His name's Jeff Majors. Look him up. He's an old time harpist. He plays harpist. the harp. Oh, the instrument. Got it. He's like he's probably in his seventies now. Jeff Majors. He used to play. He does jazz music, and he used to play a lot of like harp. And he's he's worked with some incredible people. And how that came about was, I used to work in Charm TV. I used to work in television, and the one of the one of the uh, cameramen that I worked with back in the day used to work as a record promoter back when like you know people were actually they're still doing it today but like back when music was harder to sell right he would actually travel and do all this marketing for artists and re- promote records right. and so that's how he met jeff and they're very close and he hit me up one day after i posted a, a cover on on instagram and he says oh i know this guy um i think you know he would love to work with you i'm gonna send him your stuff i was like sure why not and jeff heard it and long story short now i'm working with jeff it's you know not anything to write home about yet at least i'm you know speaking the possibilities the endless possibilities into existence but we're still working together sort of building a relationship that kind of stuff but i'm saying that to say to your point you have to be doing something this Mm -hmm. year i said to myself i'm going to put out a cover at least every month now for the past month or two i've been a little slack because you know people are human beings but like i feel like the reactions and the i've moved much farther than i had all of last year in music because i was doing these you know covers and things and if i wasn't doing them you wouldn't meet the people you wouldn't you know you're not going to engage with the people that want to be a part of your journey as much as you are going to be a part of theirs. And so like, you're exactly right in saying you have to be doing the thing. And that's something that I need to remember because when I get into these moments where I'm like, oh, you know, maybe this is not getting as many views, you know, when I post a reel on Instagram, I don't know, my my uh, uh, ego is wanting it to instantly go viral. And then I get mm-hmm. maybe 100 views and I'm like, Man, that didn't do so well. And it can be very discouraging but you have to remember that it's not about the one video. It's about the collection of videos that you do over the span of a year, two years. Exactly. I'm thanks. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, there's this rapper who's just blowing up uh, Central C and he just did a thing with Drake and all this thing. He's yeah. from the UK and is like on double XL freshman cover for 2023. Wow. And you could see his progress. That dude starting like 2015, 2014, released two, three mixtapes and now he had he had his first hit song i think like 2021 or something and now he's, he's rapping with drake and all this stuff but it makes you appreciate when you see all that stuff he's done way back just go to his page and see all that stuff he's done in the past it just Cameroon? makes you appreciate Cameroon so, has one of those right now you know uh, who? Nana? who no this is in music still oh music mm-hmm. uh um oh. I've been drinking more alcohol. Uh-huh. Yes. Bianca? Yeah. Yes. Bianca is Nigerian, though, you know. No, she's not. <laughs> she's you, better, you better stop with that. Only Bianca is from southwestern no. Nigeria. Libya Kachuku. 
No. The... <laughs> Not the Libyan country. Could... No, no. She's very. Uh, she's well, from she's Amanda. Now we, we don't call up to her. Adopted her. So we... <laughs> what gives you the right? to think that every all good music has to be from Nigeria. Hey, hey man, I don't know, man. <laughs> we just uh-huh. like messing with other African countries when it comes to music. I'll just do all the I good. I don't know what we, right? what we did to South Africa and Amapi. I don't know, they hate us so much for yo, some reason. Yo, bro, I, I was talking I to you. know the brother. funny thing? Why not taking this shit seriously? Why just joking? Because we know it makes people mad. <laughs> I was talking to my brother the other day. I'm mad on behalf of South Africa. Uh, <laughs> my brother the other day, and he was telling me that um, Asake is walking around saying that he is the pioneer. Of- he is. He has a song called a piano. That's it. You know what Burner Boy said? You're going to explain, explain, explain. No evidence. There's no evidence. There's no. Do you, have, you seen that Bur- have you seen that Burner Boy um, video? That's not like a meme. So he mm-hmm. had one video that said, um, um, in this life, you have to try and make it because when you die, uh, people come to your funeral and said and say, you know, he tried his best. How do you know? There's no evidence that you try your best if there are no results. So Nigerians, since that video, they start using the whole thing. Oh, so even the Amapiano thing is that we own Amapiano. There's no evidence that South Africa started. <laughs> just <laughs> you're oh, challenging man. the whole culture. I mean, this is I feel like uh, this is a cultural thing. I mean, I don't want to explain this, you know. <laughs> But right. I, I was, he was like, he's what I was like, that's cool. I'm cool. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> not a deal with Nigerians. I'm not even South African. No, I do with Nigerians. There's something called cruise, right? No, no, that's not even, yeah, well, maybe some of that, but there's something called cruise. Nigerians never tend to take anything too seriously. Like if you feed into it, if Nigerians do something and you get triggered, they're going to keep feeding into that stuff, <laughs> especially like social media. So, but if you just, even if it pains you, if you brush it off, they'll be like, yeah. oh, maybe that didn't hit. They'll forget about it. I move to something else. But if you keep being triggered, ah, uh, that's what you're gonna use to that's why Ghania with the jalal of South Africa with the music, everyone else, you know. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of bullies. But it's because of the conditions, right? Nigerians, like the country is so bad that, you know, like it's so crazy. I just saw a tweet yesterday where the average 30-something-year-old Nigerian has no direction because the country is so bad that everyone is trying what they possibly can to 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 make some money so maybe when you're younger you try to be a professional footballer you you didn't break into the premier league then you try some music you didn't break in then you you go back work for a bit but after a few years you find out job is not for you then you try crypto you try real estate you have all these things you've tried and there's nothing you can't say oh i am an it professional with eight years experience because it's just so much you know varying uh, yeah. experience just based on the fact that the the economy like the country doesn't re- doesn't reflect the size of the economy especially for young mm. people that's why a lot of people that's- are leaving the country and that's why a lot of people when they leave the country just by how the country has molded people to just grind so much and be you know so focused and whatnot which unfortunately sometimes also used for bad right because if you try and try and try to be good sometimes you just go into the criminal world and say well, let me just be a, a scammer or let me be a whatever you know whatever it's still the same skills you use for that you use for this right it's just yeah. that you had no opportunity it's but you put power but you're absolutely right i feel like this is a common thread with 
certain African countries that for whatever reason, I don't want to say bad leadership. I want to say, <laughs> there's no other way to say it. And this is, I'm talking specifically in the case of Cameroon. It's a similar scenario. I think the difference between Cameroonians and Nigerians is drive. I think Nigerians, by you guys have pure grit, like unrefined hustle. Right. That's what I think. Which is not always a good thing, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, we just I talked know, about like, you know brute force it, it versus you, influence, right? Yeah. And Durant's tend to have a lot of brute force. I think it gets you a little bit ahead of the game. Like it gets you at least in the door, right? If you don't have drive, you're not going to even feel like you're you're trying. I watched a video recently of some guy, he's famous. If I say his name, you're probably gonna know. Um, and he was talking about um sometimes people don't talk about being comfortable being poor and if you don't have grit you're like oh this is just my life like mm. you know i eat one meal a day i'm not complaining well, life is not all about it. money though like nigerians make everything about money and i get that but that's right. what i'm saying that's where you sort of get into dynamics of like how do you balance out your grind versus your relax your push versus your slow down right it mm-hmm. has to be a nice like uh balance between the two but Mm -hmm. one of the things i've been talking to my husband recently was um one of the things i appreciate about nigerians is copy paste will not do for copy paste strong (laughs) wrong but the thing is you start to find when you do a copy paste in it it's going to be a copy paste it doesn't really change much but with life things you start you copy paste the first time and then the next time you try to do it you're like ooh. This other thing is happening. So let me add that little bit and figure. That's why your movie industry is doing so well. That's why your music industry is doing so well. That's why all around you can see like a growth, even if it's slow, which I don't even think it is. Looking from the outside, I feel like most people think Nigerians are hustlers. So they have everything working for them, right? But it's because you're comfortable with trying it and failing. Y'all have one of the best um music competitions you know like american idol and the idol mm-hmm. series or the musical thing y'all have some of the best because when america just coughs the thing y'all like say less <laughs> next year we have nigerian idol but it right. works. cameroon on the other hand we take a while to start to try those things and we don't have people who are readily in the mindset of like oh, let's yeah. put money into this thing and even if it fails we will know how to do it better next time. We tried like a big brother thing for a hot second. I don't know if it's even. Mm, I think that trended on Nigerian Twitter as well. It was not. Yeah. A thing. Okay. It was, but I, for anything else, if nothing else, I totally appreciated the fact that somebody sat down and said, let's try this thing. Because mm-hmm. the next time you do it, you're going to get better at it. You're going right. to watch all the Nigerian clips. You're going to watch all the U.S. clips. You're going to figure all out right. how to make it. And the next season was better. But then again, you get into other problems where it's like maybe you don't have the support. People don't want to invest money in something that they know is going to fail or right. don't have the confidence of the return on investment because they're playing the short game. They're not playing the long game. Maybe, so- maybe, that, maybe again, that's just us knowing who we are. Like we're very self-aware that, okay, this is our core competence. And just we're just going to double down on these traits that we have and everyone's core competence is different like if you go to like parts of asia like maybe mongolia mm-hmm. and things like where people are monks they believe in like spirituality be at peace yeah. don't work too hard just like and that's their core competence and you have people mm-hmm. traveling to mongolia and thailand and all these places to do silent retreats because over time they know that's where they had to go to slow down 
mm-hmm. right? And maybe Nigeria as well, you have to go to speed up. So everyone is, like you said, um, no, it's, maybe it's, self-awareness is just a thing. I don't know. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think it all comes down to that balance, right? Because you have yeah. too much mind and not enough, not enough, um, take a deep breath. You will right. run into a wall. Even when you get successful, you will run into a wall. When you're not successful, Facts. you will run into a wall. And that wall is you switch to the other side. And then it cut, catches up to you because the light always shines at the end of the day. The sun always comes up on all the things. Um, but do, you, do you know what's funny, though? Like Nigerians, we don't really rate ourselves as much as other people rate us, right? It takes outsiders yeah. telling us, like, wow, you guys are really pushing and moving. So say, really? Like, like for me, for example, like I was... Like I went to school, I was never like the best in school academically. Left school, I tried a few things. I was never like the top, 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 top person, like making things happen because I just thought, man, the whole world is just surrounded by everyone grinding and like I'm not just as big as a grinder. But coming mm-hmm. to the US, that little five, 10% grind I had in Nigeria, like turned into something else. like I don't know. I just thought this is the way we do things, like we don't sleep till it gets done. Like I you know, yeah, but like, for you it's a way of life. Right. For other people, I'm looking at it like, yo, this is <laughs> we need the pumps and brakes. But that's the right. thing, that's what I'm saying. Coming back to the cycle of like who are you and your core person and how do you operate in the world? How do you view the world? What's your perspective of what your path is? If you understand that, then you know who to surround yourself with. Like, you don't need another grinder on your team. Facts. I, I, somebody I do not. Who will help you pump the brakes. Facts. I don't need another pump the brakes on my team. I need somebody who's going to be like, you better get your ass up at that bed and go do some something. Mm-hmm. You know? And it, it affects who we marry. It affects, you know, how, how we operate in our workplaces, in our careers. It's right. a fundamental thing that I think we all know it but we don't articulate it enough or people don't pay that much attention because you just feel like, Oh, it's just life. And so that's just, Facts. I'm having to like actively unlearn certain Facts. things. To be honest, I mean, I know we're talking about this before the podcast, I think it's even affecting me like in my personal relationship, because speaking about marriage and all that, like that's something I want to do, you know, uh, sometimes in the future. And I don't know why I've been, all of a sudden, like recently, I've been attracted to like the happy shot community, like Ethiopian oh, and really? Eritrean young ladies. But um, well, yeah, like I, I can be a very like, effective boyfriend, like everything, like you always have groceries. I call you every day. You know, I fix your car. I do that. But I, sometimes I, maybe I'm not a that emotional need side of things. I don't connect to that as much. I, I have a little bit. But I don't connect to it as much. You know, sometimes ladies tend to need a lot of it. I'm like, okay, I'm doing all these other things, which I consider maybe are the important things, right? But that emotional connection is just like not matching what that person needs. And I'm thinking it's maybe as a result, of, <laughs> a result of, which is fine. You know, sometimes if we like a, a quick relationship, like a three-month thing, sometimes you don't notice, right? Oh, man, this guy's so cool. But if you are with someone for two years, like you tend to, okay, yeah, all that stuff is cool, but, you know, who are we together? I, I, I that's, that's where I, I, and maybe this is just based on my own experience. I don't know that you fall in love with someone based on what you're able to do for them. I feel like you feel the need. You are drawn to doing these things for them because you are driven by something that is 
not within your control. You're, you're when you just went through the list of things that you do, you were listing them like a checklist, right? Or oh, I call you every day. I buy you groceries. I fix your car. I do. And yes, that's great. That's mm-hmm. only relevant when you've married the person and mm-hmm. you guys are living your lives together. When you mm-hmm. meet someone and you're building a connection with them, at least in my experience, it cannot be an effort. It's the way you described it to me. It sounds like when you get into a relationship, you immediately go into, okay, what are the things that I need to do to make facts. this relationship work? Facts, facts. It can't feel like that. You have to meet someone and genuinely feel the need to do those things without needing to check in with yourself. You have to be catching yourself on checking like, oh my gosh, am I doing too much for this person? That's hard for someone like me. The way it, my brain works. Yeah. That's hard. That's very hard. It's either, that, it's either that or you will find someone. I shouldn't say find. You will choose someone who is understanding of that side of you. And then you can fall in love with the person and the person can learn how to respond I think that's easier because to be honest, like the way most of my relationships go, and this is not just romantic relationships. This is like friendships, work relationships, everything. If you know Nosa for a short period of time, Nosa is great. Nosa is like, um, you know, it's funny. He's dependable. He's all these things. In the medium term, there's a cliff where you're like, oh, no size an asshole. He works too much. But if you then get to know me for much longer, you're like, oh, yeah, you know what? This guy's not like all that bad. That's how I've noticed like my thing. So in, in a romantically, again, the first few weeks, first three months are good. Goes to a year, year and a half, two years is like whatever. We break up and then they're reaching back out to me two years later to say, you know what? Whatever, whatever. And again, it's the same thing, like work relationships, the same, like same thing on the job. Like maybe someone who left to another company is reaching back out to me mm-hmm. years later. Or someone I went to school with is reaching out to me. Like, you know what? I've thought about it. So I don't know. But... Do you communicate that with the people that you meet? Because I think part of it too is like sometimes we hold so much, we hold the flame to things that we have, concepts that we have built. And they may be true. And sometimes they're not really quite the the case but we are holding the candle to something that we think is happening and we were assuming that we're operating from this place right and whoever else is supposed to be on the receiving end of your actions right. may not think that way or they may not even be aware that this is something that you're thinking about the way you're thinking about it so i was going to ask like are you when you meet these women do you communicate to them like here's how i am here's how i think things through yeah i, I do all the time they don't be believing me um <laughs> I'm yeah. That's the thing about women. they we don't be believe i i i like put all my cards on the table in month one like i don't even waste time but they don't believe in me and ultimately in in, in month six they'll be like oh you, know, you weren't joking when you said xy i'm like told like i told you like what is yeah but i think that's where it's going to be critical that you not critical don't say make it sound so serious but um I think your best relationship and the one that you will find will be somebody who hears that, whether they believe it or not in the first year, that's neither here nor there, but who is able to stick with you until that two-year mark or three-year mark where you've regularized. And now... Yeah, but you know, in, no. in today's world, like during our, our, our parents' days, it was easier because... You kind of have to stick with, but now, you know, with millennials at the slightest hint of discomfort is like, 
You yeah, know? I mean, I mean, I'm a type of person where I never, maybe I should change this. I don't know if I should change this. I, I'm the type of person where I don't, I, I don't know if this is a bad thing to say, but I tend not to fight for people. If you come out and tell me like, you're not comfortable, you're not feeling this, I, I let you be. I don't try to convince you. That's because you haven't found the person that you want to fight for. That's what I'm telling you. No, but if you, if it's someone you know, I mean, there are people. Nah, I mean, I I have probably fought for someone who didn't appreciate it at the time. And like I said, came back three years later and said, "Oh, whatever, whatever, whatever." You know, I I truly was head over heels, thought that oh, this is it. I tried to fight, but again, like sometimes if you're squeezing a flower. You end up killing this. So sometimes you just have to just yeah. release it and let it go. So why, but, when they came back, why why were you hesitant? And if you had such strong feelings, maybe that's how it was supposed to work. Maybe they were supposed to not understand it until they come back and be like, you know what? I'm, I missed something and I want to come back. So why didn't you pursue it further when they came back? I'm a very proud, proud person as well. So, uh, yeah, that probably... I'm very proud and I can be very unforgiving. And that's because like, and this is rooted in a lot of things, right? This is rooted in me not liking injustice, Mm -hmm. a little bit of civil rights activism there, me not cheating anyone, me trying to live a good life and giving everybody and every relationship and everything I put my mind to my best. And if I'm doing that for someone, and someone doesn't reciprocate, not reciprocating is one thing because, okay, maybe they can always come around and reciprocate that. I'm not doing my own stuff based on what you're reciprocating. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing my own stuff normally, but you now like shitting on my efforts one way or another or whatever. Oh no, the pride kicks in. I'm like, yeah, I'm like. Yeah, yeah I think, and, and no. it's not just you. I think that's typical with guys. This is how I look at it. If the person exhibits true change or lets you know how they're feeling, I would consider it. And the only reason why I'm saying that is, of course, I'm an emotional person. So, like, I like a a happy ending. Okay. So, I'm I'm just all in favor of the lovey-doveys and all the things working out. Right. But but, but I feel like sometimes, especially if it's a scenario that is rooted in deep affection, Sometimes that's how things are meant to be. Like some of the strongest relationships, they had like really solid start. Things got rocky. And like by year three, they broke up. And then they came back after and like after a year and figured out, okay, maybe that was a mistake. Maybe we needed to go try and see if something else was better. And now we're like, no. And you have to be okay. It it, it would take a lot of, um, you would have to give of yourself and if, if I'm being realistic, you even if you were to say like yes to this person now, I don't know that you would go into it the same way that you did before. It would be something. And, that, and that's the thing. Because when they come back, my my spider senses is, okay, did, are they just having um, issues in their new thing? Or Your spider senses is, is happening with everybody else now. Say what? What do you mean? Your, your spidey senses. Right. They're heightened for everybody, even the person that, is coming back like even the old person they're impacting how you're treating the new people that are coming oh, no, no 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 that's not me that that's one thing i can say is not me i don't bring things into the i treat everyone like a fresh 
Um, sure. yeah, I, I don't, I don't tend to, to do that, but uh, okay. yeah. Well, I the mean, reason why I said that was because I was thinking if you're um, like, okay, so I guess I assumed that any of the recent relationships that you've had where like you told them something and then they didn't believe you. And then, you know, later on they're like, oh, you weren't lying. And then for whatever reason, you guys are not, you know, trying the relationship anymore. If mm -hmm. any of those people came back to you, would you be more open to trying again? Or it depends. And they have come back again, you know, a little bit of pride there. Just, where I'm the catch. These girls don't know it until they No, it's just reality. It's not even no, they have come back. But yeah. the thing is, again, I want to see um again, did you just wake up in the night maybe you went to a wedding and your last best friend is getting married and you suddenly thought about me or or something so i want to see that, that's a that consistency scenario. right i, I want to see that consistency so if you come back i'll i'll tend to to give you so a bit of a like a cold shoulder right and i want to see okay how long is is this are you really serious about this or you just woke up one night and just wanted to see i'm not going to jump back at the first instant and you know how it is for some women sometimes right if you if you try for like a week like women also have pride like i can't be chasing a man like and they just back off so i'm like okay maybe it's not really real you know type thing so I don't know. there's a little I, bit I, of that I feel the whole thing and this is just based on my experience but then again we're, we're completely different people so your perspective or your approach is very uh it, it sort of feels very like measurable like you have to be able to like, it is very structured very measurable yes. metrics all yes. that good stuff you want you want to be like okay she pursued hey. for two months military but a hey. again that's like, that's butterflies in my stomach is <laughs> no. a wrap okay <laughs> if i get butterflies in my stomach it is a wrap we are back on oh man uh no, no I, don't, I, I don't kill my butterflies a long time ago i don't <laughs> I, I am very very logical i am not I don't, there's, there's hardly anything I do based on emotions. I, I am very super, like my logics, like it's just too heightened and maybe not my mind. Maybe that's why some of this um, personal, I'm not even just romantic. Some of this personal, even with sales, even in business, you know, there's a part of selling that's data-driven. There's a part that's also emotional connections. Cool. Yeah. I tend to be too... You know, like, like I, I had to learn how to send a follow-up email. Like how I used to do it before was immediately after a sales call, I am sending a follow-up email. It's not even up to three minutes. Sometimes I don't have it typed down. And once the Zoom is over, I just click send, right? But So you're crafting it while the meeting is happening? No, no, no. I have it typed down before the meeting, right? The I, again, I have email? all my templates. Yeah, yeah, I have all my templates. I just copy, paste you know all that oh, stuff these are sales calls these aren't calls where you're doing any sort of discovery or information gathering or stuff no that no, no. the sales calls type, type thing and i try to customize it based on what we talk in the meeting but there's some paragraphs that are just standard right mm -hmm. um but i also had to learn how to you know how in the u.s if you send people too many emails too soon it's like you're bugging them okay how to let things breathe how to, somebody oh, based on our meeting yesterday I decided to touch base with you. Not that, oh, just wrapped up. I mean, here it is. You know, oh, Wait, have you had you a that? chance to, would you consider, you know, things like, I'm just like, no, this is a direct, measurable, structured, all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I have someone on my team right now who is, is, who is a lot like you. He's very right. like, why is this thing not working like this? And I can tell when he tried to reword his emails because <laughs> you can just tell that this is somebody that normally would, 
just fire away. Right. They're like trying to tone it down. So yeah, but, hey, I mean, it is what it, it is. But handy for sure. Because me, on the other hand, I don't know how to be like when I need to be direct with people. I don't like I have to have other people have tough conversations because I'm like I don't know how to come to you when I've been like all nice and kind and you know soft and, and then I'll be like why didn't you do this thing it just feels very out of character for me and I have to learn how to be a little bit firm so we're all just sort of learning how to it's funny the grass is always greener on the other side on the other side okay feels like it you know, like you said, you know, um, we all have uh, our roles to play and there's a reason why we're all made like this, right? So mm-hmm. we don't have to tone it down and be like someone else. We just have to find how to utilize what we have. And again, teamwork makes the dream work. Again, things I've been learning that, man, you really can't do this shit alone, right? You have to learn to be a little more forgiving. People make mistakes. You're not Superman, you know? You come I'm trying you, to remember that particular message this morning about the forgive the freak self-forgiving and forgiving of other people. I mean, I just told you before the call, I came out of a work call and I'm just like, I am not looking forward to Monday. <laughs> right. But I have to keep remembering, like, I can't let this ruin my entire weekend because I'm the kind of emotional person that I would dwell on it and I'll be now checking for emails from my boss. And it just, yeah, I have to take a deep breath and like it's not the end of the world. And it really isn't. So, right Facts. Facts. i don't know if i introduced tongwa we've been on for like an hour but it's like well, the people should, oh we got new people now probably yeah, no, just in case i mean tongwa is uh, i mean we started culture class together on uh, uh, the grounds of american universities campuses yeah, school of communication five years ago and you know what i'm actually going to be in dc in october Okay. Uh, for a conference and I want to try to stay to the weekend so I can go back to the AU campuses where we recorded where our first episode five years ago and just I don't if know do like correct. a social media post or do something because you know the, the podcast is five years old this year That's so it'd be nice to just go back there and where where this whole thing started yeah it's going to be five years old in November 18 yeah wow but yeah so yeah time flies well yeah i know it's always a pleasure to come back it's always a pleasure to come chat with you classmates even though nosad refuses to call you guys that i'm going to know you as classmates and um yeah it's always a joy it sort of feels like a quasi therapy session every time i do one of these because it sort of forces you to think about where you are in your life and it's like a it's like a journal entry but like in a podcast episode Right, right. What right. was I thinking in July of 2023? Go refer to the. Do you go class. back and listen? Yeah. To your do you, do you listen to your episode back? No, I cringe. I don't. Right, that's a true artist right there. So, I don't because I'm just like, What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> what it like recently? I had your friend. By the way, thanks for putting making the connection. Your uh, Nancy Isime. No, Nancy. Nancy yeah. Nancy Moluweme, I forgot her last name, but your Nancy. Cece, yeah. Mulemwa, Cece. Yes. Um, she sent me, when I did the episode with her, she sent it to me to review it. And like, I had to listen because, you know, there were some things I talked about on the show and we talked about cutting it out and just regular production stuff. So I was listening to the episode and the whole time I'm like, ugh, what are you, what are you saying? Why are you making too many filler words? <laughs> 
I just am so self-critical. It's hard to listen to things that I do. Now, if I interview someone, it's a whole different ballgame. I can listen because then I'm listening, like learning how to reframe questions. I'm listening right. to how I listen to other people because me, I'm a, I'm a, somebody who likes interviewing people, but I also talk a lot, as you guys know. So like sometimes I have to be like, shut up. <laughs> Let them right. See, that's the difference yeah. between you and me. I'll, I'll just put that shit out. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't need to be perfect you know yeah well um, there's a couple of speaking of things that i'm learning recently i just quick shout out to like nigerian people doing the thing today mm. uh, you know today i know today yeah i actually yes. know today like in person <clears throat> excuse me the interview yeah, when we're all younger we we, we used to do some events back when in our like early 20s like 21 back in nigeria before yeah. he you know blew up with um he started like getting close like to politicians and things like that and then um some deputy governors he knew became a governor and then one of them became president two of them some people became ministers and his old company just blew up but yeah he's a very hard-working guy him and his uh partner debola um both of them with red media and statecraft are, are doing amazing things so shout out trudy so what he's doing with his interview Yo, series i found him i found out about him what two weeks ago i haven't been able to stop i just watched the episode that he put on um youtube because i am more like on the youtube side like spot podcasts and spotify i have a spotify account it's mm-hmm. not big, so I, I barely i'm there right you that's my lane. Randomly, I was, I don't know, I found it and I was like, yo, this man knows how to interview people. He knows how to ask the questions that are hard, but like the people who he's asking these questions to, yeah, they respond like, today you're going there. And he's but been he's doing it for 20 years. And you know what? Yeah. Everyone he brings on this podcast, there's no stranger. He's known those people for like 15 years, 10 years, 20 years even. Wow. So he's been working since he was like 17 at the Nigerian Television Authority. He interned there at like 17 and then wow. started his own media company. And that's like 20 years ago. So I am in so much awe of his work. Like if you mm-hmm. talk to him, just tell him, like, you got, he has a fan over here. I love how he interviews, like the way that he makes the guests, like that's the kind of storytelling that I want to do. Like Maybe, maybe I'll try to get him on culture class and make you yes. do the interview or something. I'll oh my God, that'll be so Invite you back. I don't know. Like he probably doesn't even remember who I am, but I'll try to see if I... Wow. <laughs> he probably does. He seems like the kind of person who like maintains relationships that are still close in his circle, but he doesn't, I don't think he's the kind of, he doesn't give me like, I forget people vibes. Mm. It's me like I'm the bro from like down the street who just happens to know all these cool people. Because even the way he interviews the people, the important people and the celebrities and the people that he talks to, you still get that sense of like, this is a person talking to a person kind of thing. And that's the yep. kind of interviewing that I feel like drives a lot of influence because people don't feel like, because there's there's interviews, like when celebrities go on daytime talk shows, the personality is different. Than when Chuday sits with them in their living room, right? It's like, there's a dynamic that's just completely different, and that <clears throat> that gives me like confidence that he's actually like a kind person in real life. So yeah, he is. He is. He. he I don't think he has uh, a lot of enemies or something. But anyways, yeah. yeah. No, I I, I completely. I've, I've been watching a lot of his clips on 
YouTube these days and just like learning about a lot of Nigerian politics, the ones that I want to know about. Yeah. And, and he, he, he had the perfect partner as well because his business partner, Adebola, he was kind of like the structured go-getter, get those political deals. While well, Judy oh, really? was the one like managing the writers, make sure the content was good, managing the relationship. So they had the killer team, you yeah. know. So And and his yeah, partner yeah. now is probably going to run for office in maybe four or eight years, but he's been doing, you know, showing up at places. And you just know this is going to come out <laughs> like in the next That's few so years. But Judy is just out there living his life. It doesn't really... You know, care that I appreciate much. I, I definitely watch there's him and then um who else is doing interviews that I really appreciate Nancy Isime um mm. I love the fact that she has her own talk show again Nigerians with the copy pasting thing I'm like y'all better do the thing she has a whole production a whole that's one of the things that I'm like yes I so I look at these people because in my mind being African being neighbors I feel like that feels more attainable than dreaming about Oprah. Now it's not so different than what Oprah does, but right. like, it feels like when your own person is doing it, like you can really more so see yourself doing it than, yeah. So I, yeah. I that's people that I'm watching for. And then there's a couple of Cameroonians. There's like um, Dibenja who's doing Chat Center. He's doing um, Tales and Cocktails. There's a bunch of people that I've just like been watching a lot of. And CY, I'm, that dude. Is it CY that's his name? The artist, CY. it's not an interviewer. The artist who was hating on Nigerians a, a little while ago. C, oh, the C-Y, C, C, C-Y the entertainer. C-Y the entertainer type thing. He's a, yeah, he's a comedian. He just make he makes like yeah. controversial statements and then just uh, watch. Tell me about it. <laughs> he just watches everyone go crazy. But yeah, I don't really follow him a lot. But yeah, there's a couple of good people. So, um, well, I think we just got to keep going. One day yeah, at a time. yeah. I mean, you're right there, Tongwa. Like everything is set up for you. You're you're definitely in the right city for this. Um, you have the right lived experiences for this. You have the right network for this, and you have the talents for this. You know, so you know. Again, on your journey, you know, you want to put your social medias out there in case you know a Nigerian manager is looking to. Yes. You know, Please and thank you. Clients. Please, we are accepting all the things. In fact, oh, man. manager, right now, in fact, just hit me up. Now, disclaimer, we can share the profits when they start coming. Right now, your girl is broke. <laughs> right. I don't know that that's the right approach. But anyway, if you want to um, work together on anything, if you want me to interview you, if you want to interview me, any of the things, if you want me to be in a music video, okay, I don't do music videos, but if you want me to sing for you, Anything that is creative, outlet, people-oriented, connection-based, hit me up. Um, my Instagram is Akanji Eko, so A-K-A-N-J-I-E-K-O. Eko is my husband's, my last name. Um, and it's the same for YouTube. I'm on YouTube, so if you want to go see like the things that I do over there, that's really all the social media I'm in right now. I'm, I wasn't ever, I was never really like a big Twitter person. So like when Twitter was having a personality crisis, I was like. <laughs> Or having a personality crisis? Oh, you mean with uh, the whole toxicity? Elon right. and all the, oh, yeah. right, right. I was like, hey, that's should go over to threads and, then. Maybe. And threads. I tried threads and then like the the they had they make you sign a thing where like you're gonna in the future be a part of this uh metaverse is what they're calling it. Interesting. Yeah. So threads is going to be in some sort of like universe but for social media platforms interesting you can if you share something on threads it'll show up it'll show up there building their own world 
Yeah. And I was like, that's too much less control for me. So I was like, no, thank you. Yeah, this but, is how um, I know I'm, I'm definitely not Gen Z because I haven't tried threads. I haven't tried Snapchat, TikTok. I tried my best, but I just yeah, abandoned I, that. Yeah. I'm just sticking to I what try, I know. I'm on TikTok too. My name on TikTok is Gabriella Girl one I think. And same thing. I show up occasionally and I exclusively use TikTok for music because they do a lot of these like duet things where someone would do a thing and then you can sing over it so mm-hmm. i use that one for like singing related content so if you want to see a lot more singing related content that's where to go um nice. and then that's a good call out but yeah all the other things snapchat i was never really into i'm just on instagram primarily like if you i am me on instagram i'm gonna respond to you right now because the instagram is almost like my chat messaging center so like hit me up there my email is a media at gmail.com um and yeah Let's talk. Let's get creative. I think I'm at a place where you're like, I'm welcoming every opportunity um, within reason and praying to God to give me discernment to know who's real and who's not. And also just praying for the strength to actually go and do the work. Because right now that's really all I'm missing. Like I've, I've known this for a while, but I feel like this year it's starting to really click. You got to right. do it. That's it. I mean, there's no other way. I should introduce you to Andrea. I haven't spoken to Andrea in a few, in a few months, but um, Andrea, uh, she's, uh, yeah, I think you guys might click. I'll, I'll maybe reach out to her and see if I can connect you to She She's a creative person as well. And, um, you know, just someone, I don't know, never know. Yeah, but, never um, know. I'm like open to all the things now, all of all of the things. The only nice. things I'm open to is scammers in my DMs with the high dear and the <laughs> buy crypto. No. High dear? <laughs> no, like no, no. That's from that's... 2012. Yeah. <laughs> it's another thing about being Nigeria. You're up like you know. <laughs> Yeah, that all is, those tricks can't work on people like me like dude like this is 2012 like what is what is this bro <laughs> i still get the high dears i know i get them on instagram oh, too it's very unfortunate oh man okay well thank you for coming on the podcast uh i don't know why i keep calling you tongwa kanji i'll call you by your first oh, name it's okay tongwa. my first name is tongwa okay wait I have a, said- you know what's Yes, my first name is my actual legal name. Oh, no, government. Aka is your, your maiden name, last name. Yeah. And then Iko. Okay. All right. Iko has a Nigerian connotation, by the way. Lagos, the nickname for Lagos is Eko, E-K-O. It's oh, the really? traditional name for Lagos. Like the original name from the indigenous people is called Eko. Then Lagos is kind of like the British type thing. Yeah. But anyways. Um, well this thanks. was fun thanks yeah. Nosa, for always looking out and for always checking in i feel like this is this should become i think we talked about this this should become like a regular you know every six months like how is tongue doing therapy session we'll call it <laughs> yeah i don't know if i'm the best person to, to lead that but i can give you the platform to express yourself that's what i can do you know i well, don't know if we I also can... need to find out about all your romantic thingamabobs uh, oh god yeah right. we'll see we'll see how we'll that out of you somehow we'll see how that works out but yeah, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. Um, yeah, uh, it's Culture Class Podcast as always. Follow us on social media and reach out. It's cultureclasspodcast.com. All our information is there. Until next time, you guys be well. Bye.